It's road time. Welcome to Rolanda On Demand. I love my podcast because we not only tackle the tough issues of the day, but we deal with hot topics, celebrity interviews, and information that can help you in your business or relationships. This is Rolanda On Demand. Thank you so much for listening to Rolanda On Demand. If you're coming back, that means the world to me. But please be sure to subscribe. Hit the subscribe button so that I can keep you abreast of all the happenings here in Rolandaville. And I just want you to know how much I appreciate that you are listening. If you're tuning in for the first time, well, buckle up. We've got quite a show for you today, especially if you are somebody who is kind of like I don't know what you'd say. You might call it a pivot in life. You know, you're going through some kind of change or you just might be bored with where you are and you may be miserable on your job. You know, they say that more than 80% of the working public is miserable on their job. Oh, God, I've been there. I've had some doozies, I got to tell you. And I made some tough decisions. I said, I got to change this. And you know what? It's kind of become my moniker. (laughs) I am the queen of reinvention. That's what my friends call me. But, you know, a lot of times I really had to. Either my, my opportunities were dying or my spirit was dying. And so as life changes and technology changes and business changes, you have to change along with it. So this is going to be a fun talk today as I'm on this whole kick. You know, I've been doing all these live webinars about the art of reinvention, and I'm really excited about it because it seems to be resonating with a lot of people. If you're interested in that, I'm going to uh, go to RolandasRetreat.com and check out some of the things that I'm doing. But sign up because we're doing a, you know, I want you to save a spot for my free webinars because people who are like-minded are really getting into these webinars. We have a good time. I tend to do them on Wednesdays, but just check on my Facebook page or IG at Rolanda Watts, R-O-L-O-N-D-A, Rolanda Watts on IG, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, keep up with my live webinars and save yourself a spot because if this is what you're into, this is what I'm into this year, this, spe- this spring especially. So come on and join us. Anyway, Lisa Gibbons is joining us today, y'all. She is my buddy. We go way back, back to the talk show days, and we have remained dear, dear friends. So stay tuned. Go and grab yourself a cup of tea and uh, listen as you work or play or exercise or travel. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of your day. And we'll be right back with Lisa Gibbons right after this. C-Suite Radio. Bold Radio, it's Rolanda. And I was doing that book signing years ago, and some guy says, David, two words, change my life. Two words, change my life. And I said, and, and God was speaking to me, because I am rather obtuse at times. I said, be happy. What? Three words. Be happy now. Be huh? happy now. Be happy, be happy now. There's more Rolanda next. Talk. Listen. Connect. I tell you what would make me real happy is if you subscribe to the show. I mean, I love that you're listening, but please go on and hit that subscribe button so I know you're there. And feel free to leave a rating or a review. Oh, 
ooh, I would love a five-star from you. (laughs) I sound like an Uber driver, don't I? (laughs) But I hope you're enjoying the show. And you can always write me at Rolanda at Rolanda.com with any suggestions that you have or if there's something that you suggest. So anyway, before we get to Lisa, who, by the way, wrote this really great book. It's called Take Two. And it's about that second part of our lives when we have a second chance, a chance to pivot, to change, to do something new as we're talking about the art of reinvention today with Lisa Gibbons, talk show host, advocate for Alzheimer's research and cures and uh, caregiver mom. But she's going to talk with us about how she endured difficulty in her life and had to reinvent herself when things were getting tough. And I think a lot of us can relate to that. So we're going to get to Lisa in just a minute. Housekeeping, please follow me throughout the week at Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn. If you need me as a speaker in any of your events or you need me to host a dinner that's coming up for you, you let me know. And let me tell you this I've got a fun thing going on. <laughs> a lot of us out here in Hollywood are doing this. It's called Cameo. Go to Cameo.com. Ellen just talked about it on her show. But I'm part of the Cameo family, as we call the Cam Fams. And What it is, is you can order me to deliver a message to anybody, whether you love them or or hate them, (laughs) whatever, Um, mostly to wish them well or to speak in the voice of Professor Wiseman or say happy birthday from Hollywood or whatever, especially people who were big Rolanda fans on the talk show. They love to get a message or Curious George or any of the movies that I've done. I mean, I've done some of the craziest things. You know, Professor Wiseman has encouraged kids to do well in school and to keep studying dinosaurs. And I've had um, one gamer had me send a message to his opponent it saying that he sucked at gaming. I've gotten birthday surprises and all kinds of things, but we're having a great time and it's really a cheap gift. So go on over and check cameo.com slash Rolanda Watts, R-O-L-O-N-D-A Watts, W-A-T-T-S. And uh, let me do a cameo for you. And now let's get to our show on reinventing ourselves with Lisa Gibbons. day in the 1990s, there were things called talk shows. (laughs) And Lisa Gibbons and I were two of the, I swear, there had to be 50 talk shows back during that time. The 1990s were the talk show era. Well, Lisa and I, well, we didn't really compete. We just loved each other from day one. And since those days, we have remained friends. And we have just, you know, when we get together, we just laugh at how many times reinventions that we've done and that we're still here and still kicking. Lisa is one person who has really reinvented herself. And as I talk about reinvention, because you know this is a big thing for me, I'm really loving this reinvention talk because, you know, you guys get really excited in my live webinars and we exchange some great ideas, but it's about building your confidence and there are all kinds of tools and techniques that we need when we're in change. Listen, let's face it. The one thing you can count on in life is change. Ha! That's going to hit you. So you might as well be prepared for it. Start thinking about what your dreams are because, you know, there might be a chance where you get to pivot or you have to pivot. 
Lisa reinvented herself so many different times from being a talk show host and a mom. But she also went through a very bitter divorce. And she talks about how she dealt with that. At the same time of the bitter divorce, she left a job. Her child left. She became an empty nester. And her mother's illness with Alzheimer's sent her in quite a spin. All of this at one time. So Lisa had to reinvent herself many ways, becoming a caregiver and becoming a, 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 you know, still being in the business. She's still on the radio, still doing television appearances. How do you pivot, do it all, and keep your sanity at the same time and face the fear of stepping out, doing something new? That's a great conversation that Lisa and I love to have, and we'd like to share that with you. You may be going through the same thing, and let me tell you something, honey, I understand. Most people got up today and were miserable going to their job. Oh, they just get agita thinking about it. You know, it's like Sunday night comes and it's like, oh my God, I got to go back in there again. Well, honey, take control of your life. You can do this. So if you're miserable, change it. If you don't like where you're living, change it. If you don't like that person you're sleeping with, change it. Change is good. And sometimes it'll save you. You'll be surprised. You know, I look at my own life and I say, man, my friends call me the queen of reinvention, the hustler extraordinaire. And I said, well, I have to eat. (laughs) I mean, suppose all I did was a talk show. I mean, I would be in, in Hell's Creek and, you know, listen, and I've been there, trust and believe, but I had to pivot and change, find something new to do, have multiple streams of income. And the number one thing, Being happy in my own skin, y'all. You gotta be happy. That's the only thing that I think the good Lord requires in life is just be happy. And if you're worried right now about what your future is, you know you have more to give, you know you have gifts you haven't used yet, you know you're gonna regret it if you don't, then listen carefully to this conversation and join the conversation we're having on reinvention. It's a lot of fun. Um, You can go to my Facebook page, and I usually have something up there about my reinvention retreat. (laughs) I call it Rolanda's Reinvention Retreat. And you know, people who are into this get together. I've got like Cassie who wants to write more poetry and wants to move in more of her music side of her, and she's been afraid to do it because she was afraid of what people would say. I've got Julia who wants to figure out what her gifts are. And I think she knows what they are. You know, she just wants a little push. So our webinars are fun. I've got Chris, a young, young entrepreneur in um, Washington, D.C., who calls me auntie. And we're helping him find his way. And I'm introducing him to some Forbes 500 kind of people and helping him make his way. So we're helping people pull out their dreams and make the first step. You cannot have a dream without action. Faith without works, as it is said, is dead. So when you have that dream, when we figure out what it is, then you step forward with it. Sometimes you want to, sometimes you have to. And if it's time for you, this is the perfect podcast for you. As I introduce you to my dear, dear friend who wrote a beautiful book called Take Two, and it's about those second chances in life. Where's that book in you? Where's that song in you? That painting running that small business. Oh, we've got some fun stories for you. So stay tuned and uh, let's listen to Lisa. Lisa. 
And she believes, like I believe, that change is good. Life pivoted for her. So how did she handle it? Lisa, welcome to the Row Show. My wonderful friend, it's so much fun to visit with you and like everyone else, wrap it all up to we're the dream factory and it's a good day for people to reconnect with what that feels like. Yeah, I tell you, I just, just like I said, every time I see a red carpet, my heart swells because I, I, I'm living in Hollywood now, I'm on those red carpets, but I never forget that little girl that I was who was living in Winston-Salem, North Carolina and dreaming of being an actor in Hollywood one day. And you know something, Lisa? I went through a lot of other different jobs. I had a lot of different takes, as you would say, before I actually achieved that little girl dream. So it's never too late, is it? It's not. And so you're growing up in North Carolina. I was growing up in South Carolina. And I remember playing Rolanda with my Barbie dolls. And I had named them Barbara Walters and Jessica Savage. Oh, my God. And my Barbies were reporters. And they, you know, of course, they ran global organizations. And it was so interesting <laughs> that when they weren't covering breaking news and world events, they had a whole side business of philanthropy and giving back. And it gives me chill bumps even saying this to you now because, um, you know, our thoughts do become things. Yes. And and my mother was the only one who didn't laugh at me when I said um, Barbara Walters made a headline. She was going to make, you know, more money than Walter Cronkite. She was going to make a million dollars for hosting, being the first female to co-host the nightly news. And I said... I'm gonna I'm gonna work in news. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a million dollars. And my friends would oh very funny you know this little girl from Irmo, South Carolina. What do you think you are? And my mom said, keep your vision. Your dreams are supposed to be so big. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really worth reminding ourselves that you know we're always our life is all about being in the better business. You know, when you talk about having different zigs and zags on the way to, you know, where you want to go, um, those are the perfect, you know, mark, uh, little markers of our journey. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's not a straight line. It's, it's very rarely this linear path. But there's so many people, I think, who, you know, we're kind of fearless. You know, we, and, they, and, and goodness knows, Lisa, we've been called crazy. I mean, you know, who, more than who, who, once. Who, more than once. I mean, who would dream that you'd leave the news business, go to a talk show? You can't be a talk show host. And then when you did that, and then you go to Hollywood, you, well, you can't do that. Everything I think, and I, you probably can say the same thing, everything I know that I've achieved in life came from somebody pretty special or important saying you could never do that. And all of my life has been, I'll show you. So sometimes it's good to get no, and sometimes adversity can work for you. As I say, crap makes gardens grow sometimes. <laughs> you know, I love that. And I always think about, you know, when you're, when you're looking at, you know, someday I'm going to grow up and be whatever, um, you don't necessarily factor in and use the word that you're going to have to take a lot of crap, which, you know, stands for criticism, resistance, working with some a-holes maybe, and, um, and persistence. So that I love word, that. Right? That word signals, it signals a lot of things for me. And um, what you know, I've, I've really studied who has what I want? You know, successful people, success leaves clues. So who's got the relationships that I would like to have? Who's gracious and, and warm and patient the way I want to be? Who's got the career I want, the body I want, whatever? Not only to be inspired by them, but, but to look at what they do. And successful people know that there are going to be obstacles. They know that they're going to get pushed back. And 
here's what I found interesting, Ro, is they plan ahead to reboot and re-nourish themselves. It's become systematic in them. So they plan um, time to really make sure they're honoring and valuing what gives them energy and what gives them strength, whether that's, you know, faith or positive friends or uh, morning hikes or whatever it is, those little things I call your sanity sanctuaries. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with fear? You know, I set a place for it at my table because I know oh, that it's coming. I love it. And I just say, okay, sit down. I'm going to pour you a cup of tea, um, <laughs> but you cannot stay. And, um, and I just keep saying, what have you come to teach me? What have you come to teach me? And remembering that, you know, the, 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 by running towards the fear, that's how we grow our courage. You know, um, courage is just fear dialing your numbers. So I just say, answer the phone. Mm. Because the more times you answer the phone and say, okay, oh, it's you again, then you know every time you see it, and it's going to be a lot of times in your life, you know what it is, and you know how to manage it or mitigate it. Uh, And so that's, you know, what do you do with it? We all have it. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, I think exactly what you said. I'm, I'm becoming aware of those uncomfortable feelings and knowing that, that there's a message in that mess, you know, and yeah. just recognizing when I am fearful that that I can, like, I'll give you a perfect example. I still look back on this, and I wonder if I was just temporarily insane. But somebody <laughs> asked me to do a reading a presentation of Minipausio El Musical, all in Spanish, singing songs. Now, I have a a background in Spanish, but that's going back to college. They said, oh, it'll be like riding a bike. I'm like, what kind of bike are you riding? (laughs) You know? (laughs) It was something that small, calm voice kept saying, you can do this. And I had so much encouragement, people saying, you can do this, that I had to believe them. But I was scared to death. Lisa, I came home a couple of nights and burst into tears and thought I was going to throw up. But then I said, but that's not who you were. Before you took Spanish, you didn't know Spanish. So Everybody, have, everybody who's an expert be started as a beginner. Started as a beginner. And for those of us who've achieved so much in life and then have to try something new, I said, you know what? So what? At least I'm going to have another story to tell. I know I'm not going to fail because I'm going to do the work that it takes to do this. But I have to go through that fear because now I sit on the other side of it and I go, wow, I did that. So that's going to encourage me to do so many other new things. But it's just, but like you said, you got to face it, sit it down, deal with it, and then get get beyond it. You don't get over it all the time, but you can certainly move through it. I don't think we develop um, the right relationship with ourselves. We aren't proud of ourselves if we don't face down fear. And every time we allow it, you know, to win over us, then we get a little smaller in our lives. And so the next time it comes, we're going to disappear a little bit more. And I, when you were talking about closing the door and crying and wanting to throw up, I felt that exact same way with Dancing with the Stars. Oh, my God. I, but when they would announce, that big voice would say, with the Dancing the Paso Doble, I literally, had it not been live, I would have run out the back door because I was so scared I couldn't remember a single thing, but I kept thinking, you know what I learned from that row, and this has really has been really important to me. Yeah. Um, in our dance of life, you know, you, you aren't always leading. You know, you have to wait until someone else makes a move, and then you get to react and respond. Those of us who like to be in control, um, you know, this was really very therapeutic for me 
to know that I had to trust that my partner, life, you know, would lead me in a direction that I could that I could do it and I could re- react and respond appropriately. And that's what I did. I had to completely go with it because I, I didn't know anything else to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I often say that sometimes in life that you have climbed so high up the cliff that it it serves you no purpose to look behind you. <laughs> it will only scare the, the heck out of you knowing, you know, just how far you've gone. So you've got to just keep moving. As they say, stay low. It's a, it's a great runner say, stay low and keep moving. Lisa's got a lot more to talk with us about her foundation, how she was a caretaker for her mom, how she dealt with a nasty divorce, and how we deal with fear. I'm so proud to be part of the C-Suite Radio Network. Stay tuned. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hey, I'm so excited to tell you, talk about reinvention. I wrote a book called Destiny Lingers, a juicy romance suspense novel about interracial love. Oh, it's a good one. Destiny Lingers. And it's coming out for you very soon, just in time for the weather breaking in audio. Yes, now I'm an audiobook girl, too. And you're going to enjoy Destiny Lingers. If you're a reader, pick it up on Amazon or have your favorite bookstore order it for you. Destiny Lingers, endorsed by Dr. Maya Angelou and the recipient of many awards, including the B.B. Moore Campbell Award from the National Book Club Conference for Excellence in Storytelling. So check it out. And hey, maybe there's a book in you. If you're interested in writing that book, sign up for my reinvention retreat and I'll help you get that book on a shelf. The information is right there in the text of this podcast. Check it out. Rolanda's reinvention retreat. I'll get that book out of you. Bold Radio, it's Rolanda. Make the list of your dreams. Mm. Are you into the list thing? I'm always thinking about what I'm grateful for. I did categories. So I did finances. I did health and fitness. I did family. And what do you put in those categories? So, for example, in health and fitness, I want to continue to work out at least three days a week. Did you read my list? (laughs) There's more Rolanda next. Talk, listen, connect. We are speaking with Lisa Gibbons today, who has a wonderful book called Take Two, as we talk about reinvention and trying something new in our lives. Some of us are doing it because there's a burning desire. You know, your gifts will drag you where you're supposed to go. You know that there's something you're supposed to be doing that's bigger, greater, beyond your wildest dreams. Leave yourself open for that. That's what we're encouraging you to do today. It could be a life challenge. I mean, Lisa, so many of us are facing life challenges, whether it's losing a husband or losing a job or so many of us are in transition. Do you find that reinvention for many people is a scary word or is it, are we finding that more and more people are embracing it as we have to deal with the change in the economy and so many other things? Well, it's lovely to talk about rebooting your life and choosing it. But as you say, for many people, they don't get to choose it. Life says you've got to start over. Mm -hmm. And I think that for anybody, though, whatever the reason, whether you got fat or fired or depressed or divorced, whatever, um, there's a few basics. You know, one is you have to drop the dread because that will keep you static and it will keep you in that inertia where you're not going to move forward as long as you're in that in that energy of dread. I think you have to banish blame. You know, um, whatever, it, it, you know, the way you had, where your childhood was, your coworkers, somebody stabbed you in the back, somebody cheated on you, you didn't make the right mortgage deal, whatever it was, you've got to banish the blame 
And then you have to claim immediately, give yourself, just name yourself victorious over victimization. And I think once you can do those three things, then you can really say, okay, you know, if I'm calling for a redo, um, then let me get in deep conversation with myself and, and, and start with, it seems like, it seems so overwhelming and that's why we get discouraged and that's why we don't start. But if you just look at, you know, great, great things were, were built in little stages and great people are built the same way. So just asking yourself, you know, what's working in my life? Because as bad as it is, something's working. Mm-hmm. And then what do I need to do? To, to make it better. Those are such simple, obvious questions, but they really do begin a conversation where you can figure out, wow, who I am today is not who I thought I was at all. Mm. You know, and, and, and I, I want to set myself up differently so people respond to me differently. And we're the only people that get to put that message out there. If you are an overly permissive parent or if you're um, a jealous spouse, uh, if you're a gossipy coworker, whatever you are, and these are smaller things, but the smaller things build us, then you can just change that person and watch everybody else respond. When everybody gets the memo, oh my gosh, then you realize how much you are the author of your own book and how much you get to rewrite it whenever you say. That's right. I, I tell you, that's the beauty of life, that every single day you can wake up and change everything. Just change everything. You can you can really, like you say, be the captain of your own ship there, for sure. And we're talking with the magnificent Lisa Gibbons. You may be going through a reinvention period in your own life, as Lisa's book uh, calls it, Take Two. That's a perfect Hollywood phrase on this day. Lisa, what, what made you write Take Two? You know, the book is subtitled Your Guide to Happy Endings and New Beginnings. I arrived at a place in my life where, you know, it's not like I was broken. There was nothing overwhelmingly wrong, but I had kind of lost myself. Mm. Um, my, it was over a period of a few years, and you and I had talked about some of these stages along the way, but my mother got Alzheimer's and died. I got divorced. I got older. My oldest daughter left home and went away to college, and I left my job. These were four separate but huge parts huge. of my identity. These were parts of my identity. You know, I saw myself as this person that wore all of those labels. And when they changed, and as we've said, you know, change is coming for you, um, I realized that I had to show up in my life in a different way because I wasn't serving my best interest. And um, I just, you know, I, I talk about falling back in love with yourself. And look at the people that we love, um, the girlfriends that we love, our romantic loves, um, people we respect and admire. Um, you know, they're people who are, are, are do the work. As you, you, I love when you say that, that do the work, but that take bold action. Um, people that are not rigid, people that are the two F words that guide my life, flexible and fluid. Forgiveness is a big one. Um, and I, I thought, okay, I need to figure out who I am so I could be proud of the person that I was becoming. I had to let go of the woman that I thought had it all together. You know, I look at this, I'm inspired, and I know you are too, by so many quotes. And I love the Winston Churchill quote that says, success is not final, but failure is not fatal, and it's the courage to continue that counts. 
That's right. So I, you know, you you have to let go of that person that was, you know, happier, skinnier, had a big job, made big money, um, whatever. However, you saw the person that was, mm-hmm. and you have to shift the energy so that you can be open to becoming this person that's in progress. And you know, if your life is under construction, maybe it's not a big wrecking ball. Maybe you just you, maybe your take two is just a little tweak or a tune up. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it's always better. I think it always is better. As tough as it is, change feels in the beginning, and shocking for many of us. It it there is something that that will be better. That you know, I was listening to Joel Osteen today, who's one of my favorite folks. To have, as my mother calls me, a bedside Baptist. But <laughs> I, really, I I really enjoyed listening to him, and he was just saying that. You know, once we have that dream and we take that first step, that we just have to trust that the universe we will, you know, will meet us. As I always say, God believes in match and grants. You do the work, he'll meet you the other halfway. Somebody will show up in your life that will have that, that key, that answer, who will have that job opportunity or that new apartment information. As long as we're clear about what our vision is, then then the rest of the universe can catch up with us. It's about being clear about what that dream is. I think sometimes people get so confused in the change of life that it's like, oh, my God, who, like you said, who am I? Where do I move? What do I do? What's the first step they can do? I love that I believe in affirmations and, and touchstones. Um, like you said, the Winston Churchill quote that you, even if it's putting a quote on your computer, my favorite one from Churchill is never give up, never, 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 never give up. (laughs) So are there other things that you do to bolster like just day to day? What is your day to day regimen to keep you bolstered up positive and achieving your dreams? That answer and a lot more when we return here with Lisa Gibbons on Rolanda On Demand. Please be sure to subscribe to the show and follow me on social media at Rolanda Watts and Lisa at Lisa Gibbons. Hey, if you're in the Los Angeles area this April, check out my Facebook page and find out when my next comedy show is. I'll be at the Laugh Factory on April 8th and I'll be at the Ice House on April 20th. Check it out. Come out, grab some friends, and let's have some laughs. It's road time. Welcome back to Rolanda On Demand. You know, in in Take Two, I talk about how I basically make a promise to myself. I call it my transformation proclamation, which is a little bit heady, but that's what works for me. And I, you know, and I write down the things that are important to me every day, you know, um, about, you know, how I'm going to be that day. And, you know, I declare that today I will recognize that I am perfect in my imperfection. These are your, this is like pledging allegiance to your absolutes, because I think that we, um, we get pushed off our boundaries over life, over the period of living, and we, it kind of layers up. And so, you know, whenever you say, yes to other people, for example, many times you're saying no to yourself, and that takes you off your platform of your your boundaries. So, you know, for me, you know, I got past this one, but one of my proclamations a couple of years ago was, you know, um, I will stand up for myself. 
And instead of putting it in the negative, I will not be a pushover. Um, I, I want to just focus, have everyone focus on, you know, putting these affirmations or your mantras or whatever um, in a very positive, proactive syntax. So, you know, I will value my worth. Um, whatever it is that you need to kind of, you know, if your computer's running slow, um, then you're going to delete some files. You're going to run a diagnostic, see what's wrong with it. Maybe you're going to put in some new programming. Well, this is this, your life is your operating system, but so many of us don't even understand how our operating system works. Like, what are, who are the people that fill you up? What are the things that really give you strength? And why do we populate our lives with people who, who don't affirm us and who don't believe in our ability to transform? Absolutely. I have gone through that. I think a, a bunch of us went through that as the year changed. I started just really checking in with myself and feeling my energy when I'm around certain people and just and it just I realized there were there were some people I had to let go. And just like you said, deleting those we know more about our computers than we do know oftentimes about our lives and checking in is so important. So we're talking to Lisa Gibbons here, her book Take Two. You've seen her on television, you can hear her on the radio, you've seen her dancing with the stars, but to hear her talking here, just real talk about, you know, just reinventing ourselves and really keeping an eye on our dreams. Lisa, let's take this phone call. Here's a call from area code 954. What's your name and what's on your mind? Hey, Rolanda, this is Berlinda. Hey, Berlinda, how are you today? Oh, I'm great. Ms. Givens, I, I, I love you so much. I've watched you for and I'm definitely going to have to get your book. Oh, that's um, very, very sweet. Thank you for that encouragement. Yes, and and my mom. Uh, many people don't know. Right before she, uh, she was 57, and she was dealing with um, Alzheimer's. And I don't know. You know, I, I since I went into a kind of depression after she passed, I probably didn't do as much research about it as I should. Uh, is that something? Uh, that you found to be kind of hereditary or anything like that? Or, or have you wondered, you know, what those stages hit you later on in life? You know, it's a, it's a great question. I'm going to answer it as, um, as a woman, as a daughter, and as a health advocate, not as a scientist and not as a, as a doctor. So let me just tell you kind of my, uh, I, I, I totally get where you're coming from with it. Alzheimer's and the brain in particular is so mysterious. You know, it's, it's the only organ that we can't really look at to see what's going on um, until after death, effectively. And so, um, you know, we made so much progress in the last 10 years with cancer. And it used to be such a, no one would even say the word, and we were so scared of it. And now look at people living with cancer, recovering from cancer. Same with HIV and AIDS. And I preface my remarks by saying that because I know we will get there with Alzheimer's, dementia, and neurological disease. But, but right now, it is so baffling. And just like with breast cancer, for example, um, it doesn't have to be a death sentence because you have someone in your family that has it, and it doesn't mean you have a pass just because you don't have someone in your family that has it. So I'm certainly not going to – the hereditary question is this. Um, if there are multiple generations in your family, um, you are more predisposed to be at risk. Um, but because – and there's a certain gene, and I'm speaking way off, off my pay grade here, but there's a certain gene, one of the uh, – like a damaged chromosome that will definitely cause you to get it. That's not most cases. Right. Here's what I, what I think about with Alzheimer's and with, and with any disease state. 
Um, we know stress is the, the enemy of, you know, all disease and will cause it to, you know, happen faster and be more brutal and all the rest. So how can you mitigate your risk? Um, you know, people who have purpose in life um, and people who are optimists tend to do better, whether it's having a cold or the flu, or they do better at, um, at staving off disease. Now, I only say that because, look, you've got a choice. You can either be scared and sign up for a, a problem that may not be yours to take, or you can you know, be in your present moment, be aware, and look at what are the things I can do. And here's what we know works better, as well as anything. We know if it's good for your brain, it's good for your heart. So, you know, little bits of exercise, if that's what you can do, 10 minutes twice a day. Um, we know sleep. I would say my number one suggestion would be honor sleep. It's the restorative time that you have to have to operate at your best. So, you know, we all undervalue it in our culture. Yes. Well, thank you so thank you so much for that answer. Thank you so much, and uh, yeah, and I'll definitely be getting the book and everything you all have been saying. You know, it kind of hits home uh, because you were talking about the different stages and different things happening in your life all at once, and then you do have to go back and realize, uh, like, who am I? Uh, what am I supposed to be doing now? And realizing to do something differently, you know, it's going to be helpful. You know, even though our life has kind of taken a different course with kids leaving home and all that type. Thing. That's right. They, I forgot that. The empty nest syndrome is a lot. It's a big deal, too. Berlinda, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate no your question. And also, just, just so you know, Lisa is, is, is considered one of the, I would say, one of the, the, the greatest things in the, you know, that, is, that has come along when it comes to celebrities involved with the healthcare system. She has started her uh, memory foundation, the Lisa Gibbons Memory Foundation. And this is because of dealing with her experience with her mom and her grandmom uh, with Alzheimer's. So you might want to take a look at that. Go to her website. She's got a beautiful website, and you can follow up with some things there that might give you some more information there, Berlinda, for sure. Yes, I, I surely will. Thank you uh, all. And, and good luck to you. Good luck to you. I tell you what, it's... um. You know, I look at caregivers, for example, and I think these are the heroic souls. You know, you never know how much you can take and how much you have to give until life comes in and kind of scratches the track of where you thought that you were going. And, um, and when you said, you know, you do, you do lose yourself a little bit, but that's when we get to uh, say, okay, I'm calling for a redo. I'm just going to start over. Yes. Thank you yes. so much. We're talking today with Lisa Gibbons, who is joining us. She's got a book out called Take Two. And uh, life life happens, you know, while you're living it. And so many of us have had to make changes and um, face challenges, but we have done it. And I think uh, we are, we, I, when Della Reese was on my show, she said the, the proof, we are the, we're the proof that the, of the truth that you can overcome change and get better along the way. You have been a real beautiful voice, I would say, when it comes to bringing attention and awareness to the caregivers. You know, I lost my dad, and he had Lou Gehrig's disease, and I had no idea about caregiving. And I watched the people who took care of my father. I was just amazed at that type of humanity. And you were real big in talking about health care and caregivers. I guess that is because of your experience with your mom and grandmother with Alzheimer's. Yes, and we, our family looked at 
how alone we felt and how frustrated we were and how isolated we became, um, even though we had seen my grandmother, my mom's mom, deal with it, we still, you know, I just, we all went to our corners and licked our wounds, and I wanted to pull the covers up over my head, and when then my next step was to get over busy. Now, if anybody listening can relate, whenever I really am in pain or running from something, chances are I'm overworking, because that's what's comfortable to me, and I'm just getting over busy. And it's a false sense of security, really. But I thought, well, I'm just going to travel around enough and meet enough people, and, you know, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to find something. Nothing wrong with being hopeful. Nothing wrong with being proactive. But it delayed my process of accepting what was going on with my mom. And, you know, in your life story, it's true you can't go back and create a new ending. I couldn't go back and have her not get the disease, but we can all start here and we get to write a new ending. So I just decided to reframe the way I looked at it. And our family asked ourselves, well, what do we wish we had? And that's what we created in the world. And we we started opening what we call Lisa's Place and Lisa's Care Connection to help husbands and wives and sons and daughters and family caregivers to summon their strength and call on their courage and know that they can navigate this very difficult path, but you cannot do it alone. You just can't row. You can't. You realize that, didn't you? you can't, yeah, not absolutely. You by yourself. I was overwhelmed, and I'm you know I'm a strong, tough cookie, but that that took me out. That was that was a tough one. That was a real tough one, but because of, like you say, the people who are in the field who are there for you, that's, and that's an important lesson, too, that, that nothing we do in life, good, bad, or indifferent, we do alone, and that we do need to lean on others. We're talking to Lisa Gibbons today. I'm Rolanda Watts, your host. We have a call here from area code 864. Hello, and welcome. What's your name? What's on your mind? Hey, Rolanda. Um, this is one of your biggest fans. My name is Rio Langster, and I'm calling from Spartanburg, South Carolina. All right. We got the Kakalakis in the house. You know, <laughs> from South Carolina. I'm from North Carolina. All righty. <laughs> and um, I'm so glad because I really am happy and, and honored to be talking to such, um, even though that you may call y'all minor, but to me, y'all, you're, you consider to be, you know, talk show giants, in my personal opinion, on top of the lines of Oprah and Sally. And um, my question for, for Lisa is actually concerning her talk show. I know back in the day you had a, a small talk show called, you know, Lisa. And I used to watch it from time from time to time, of course, the same as I used to watch with Yolanda's talk show from time to time. And I was a great fan of both your shows. My question for Lisa is, whatever happened to the show? Did it get canceled? Did you see it going, did the network see it going in a different direction? You know, what, what, what's the tea? What happened to it? Oh, good question. We had started our, our show on NBC, and to be protected in a network environment was really a big advantage. So we knew that we were on the NBC stations, and the show did well for many years. And then the decision was made by Paramount, that owned the show, um, to syndicate the show so we could sell it to other networks and um, get more upside um, and get more, you know, more payback from their investment. And, and the idea, of course, was to grow the show, but I knew at that time 
um, they, they, I remember being in a meeting and having all these, you know, executives kind of very carefully try to talk to me about, well, you know, it's competitive out there and, um, you know, you, you may have to look at some topics that you haven't wanted to do. And basically they were trying to tell me that to compete, I would have to kind of turn up the heat and, um, do some things that, that, that were, those were my lines in the sand. Um, and I just show, I, I knew then that that would be our last year because I knew I wasn't going to go beyond a certain point, no matter what it meant to our ratings. And so we had um, seven great years on the air, and um, I'm sure Roe feels the same way. There's nothing like that relationship with the live audience in real time where you know you're um, being part of their story. And I loved it, loved it, loved it. And um but you know what? I, I that door that door closed and allowed me to to look towards other things. That's right. That is so true. And I'm so happy to hear you say that. I, I um I just remembered that time, and and you may real you may remember this too. That time when the that sleaze and people were fighting oh. and all you had to you felt like you had to go home and take a shower after your own show, and we had to make some very tough decisions. And as Roger King who you know, with King Roll, with my show was in syndication, we had to make those tough decisions, and I just couldn't do it either, Lisa. I just could not do that. And and we just said the show isn't not the show isn't so much canceled as it is not going to be continued under these circumstances. That's so, it. Yeah, because you know what, you do have a. That was one of those times where you realize you do have a choice, and That's it's right. not that not that people who you know want to get canceled. I recognize that there are there are times where this doesn't apply, but in our case, Row. It it really did. Well, you know what? Our whole brand, and see, back then we weren't even talking about brands as much as we talk now, Lisa, but our brand, and that's why we still have the same brands today, are known by integrity and not ambushing people and not, you know, putting all their business out. You know, we know a lot. We don't have to tell everything. <laughs> I mean, there's like something it. called discretion in some arenas. <laughs> and it's not the same as not being tough. It's not right. the same as not being, um, you know, you can be promotional and you can do the hottest, most difficult topics there are, but I, but it became, for me, it became mean-spirited and uncomfortable, and um, and I really didn't want to lose myself. Exactly, and you sure would have. I mean, I just and you know, and come on, let's face it. Sometimes you've got to make the tough decision, which implies all kinds of changes in your life. Because we left a bunch of money on the table. I mean, I, I will tell you, some of these shows that are doing pop baby quizzes and stuff, they're making they get, they're printing money. But yep. not all money's good money, and sometimes you do have to make that decision based upon your your integrity. Real, we didn't mean to take the whole thing over here, but you, you but you got the idea of sometimes behind the scenes, it's not all just because the ratings are down. Sometimes it's because right. you don't want to lose your own integrity and in yourself and in, in what you claim as your your beautiful works and gifts, you know, that, that you have. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, well, thank you very much, and believe me, um, the reason I, I asked that question is because, you know, honestly, I miss both of y'all, and I've had enough of Mara. You are the father. You are not the father. The doctor, right? <laughs> that was a lie. Well, listen, somebody yeah. must be liking it because he's still on the air and still printing money, but that's okay. There's something for everybody, but like in everything in life, you have to you have to do what is best for your own life. Thank you so much, Real. Let's take another call here before we have just a few minutes left with Lisa Gibbons here. Here's a call from area code 678. Welcome. And what's your name and what's on your mind? This is Marilyn in Atlanta. Hey, Marilyn in Atlanta. 
Hey, how you doing? Good. I am so, What's your question? Um, so excited about talking to you guys today because I love both of you. You are the grand dams, as far as I'm concerned, of talk, um, classy, and w- with all the integrity that there is in the world, we don't need um, reality. We need real talk, mm. and you all were giving that to us. So I'm very proud of both of you. I'm exceptionally proud of Lisa Gibbons', Gibbons book. I just had just started reading parts of it, and I just wanted to tell you that I thought the section on learning how to say no is so important. And just talk about that a little bit. Uh, you know what? Um, uh, thank you for that. First of all, you have such a great radio voice, doesn't she really? Yeah. I know, it's very sultry. I'm trying to get into that, but, you know, we'll talk about it. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's a, a very melodic, wonderful, wonderful voice. I'm glad you asked about that because I think that that is our kind of perennial lesson as, as, as women especially. Um, it feels good to say yes. You know, we want to stay in positive energy. We want to make people happy. We want to help facilitate and nurture. I'm all for it. But in the book, I talk about, yes, standing for your empowerment system. If, if you need to feel validated, to feel your, your empowerment, if you need to feel honored, if you need to feel supported, if you need to feel um, trusted and worthy and all the things that most of us need to feel to be empowered, then look at the, the, the questions that are coming to you and where they're coming from and what people want you to say yes to and see if it meets the test. You know, whether it's can you serve on this committee, can you work late, um, you know, can I borrow your car, um, can I get more allowance money, um, can you, you know, can I, can I skip the trip home to see your parents, all of the things that our husbands and kids and employers and friends Everything they're asking of us, think of all the times you say yes because you want to and because that's maybe, if you're like me, that's how you were brought up. You know, be a good girl. Don't rock the boat. That's fine. But when you're saying yes to them, chances are you're saying no to you. You lose respect. You lose your position in your own life. And then you're mad, secretly or overtly resentful that other people are not treating you the way you think you need to be treated. Well, guess what? You set it up that way because oh God, you said yes. On. Right? Isn't that it? Marilyn, that sounds like it's hitting the nail with you. <laughs> it is. But, you know, you, you have to learn. You learn. Um, 55, empty nester, and you, you have to learn. Um, and the other thing is the crisis um, it, that happened in my life was two years of chronic insomnia. So I oh had two God. years of chronic insomnia when I did not sleep. And um, I just the other point that I wanted to, to hit on that you talked about was sleep, making sleep a priority. We mm-hmm. do not, as women, make sleep a priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, our ability to cope, our ability to imagine, our ability to dream, our ability to lose weight, all of it ties back to sleep. And... Um, I'm a big one on sleep and on play. That's the other thing we don't do and um, is kind of shake it up and be spontaneous. And it's not just, oh, we want to get in touch with our inner child. It's not that. When you, when you play, and play can be reading out loud some, uh, you know, a funny card to a friend. It can be you know, taking your dog for a while, going to a museum. When you do things that wake up the right side of your brain, 
guess what happens? Your relationships improve. Your problem solving improves. Those are the things that also happen when you sleep. So we're sabotaging ourselves by, you know, kind of burning the candle at both ends and by putting our nose so much to the grindstone that we end up being really depleted and we've got nothing to build the next act on. And you don't want to go through life as a zombie. That's right. Marilyn, thank you so much for your question. Oh, you're welcome. I really appreciate it. Let's take one quick question. We only have a couple of minutes left, so we're going to take this really quickly. Area code 732, what's your question? Hey, Rolanda the Watts. Oh, Lisa Gibbs. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. I'm, tra- I'm talking to both of you guys, ladies. <laughs> yes. What's your name? Vinny DeVingo. Hey, Vinny, make it real quick. We only have a quick minute. Come on, quickly. What's your question? Well, well I, I, you you tell me. I, she told me to wake up the right side of my brain. I'm trying to do that. <laughs> Vinny, you woke up my right side. I thank you for that. <laughs> First of all, I my mind up too, Vinny. You remember me? I was on your show. Vinny, who can forget ago. this voice? <laughs> you remember I won the baby contest when I was changing the diapers on a baby. I won the trip to Florida. Man, I found you. Well, and I have a blood. <laughs> well, listen, y'all, let's get off this radio. And, and Vinny, thank you so much for joining us today. And Lisa, I can't thank you enough. You know I adore you. I always have. We've known each other 50 million years, and we have 50 more ahead of us, 50 million more ahead of us, let's say. And just keep doing the wonderful things that you're doing. And if there's any way I could ever help you, you know your sister is right here. Uh, big hugs to you, Rose. Thank you so much. I have loved it, and I'll look forward to next time. Love to you, my beautiful friend. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. And please be sure to follow me on Facebook at Rolanda Fan Page. That's R-O-L-O-N-D-A. You can also catch up with me during the week on Twitter at Rolanda Watts. Also on Instagram and YouTube. Lots of good stuff over there on YouTube. Uh, But, you know, just stick with me during the week. I don't want this just to be the only time we connect. I want to be with you all week. We're going to take a quick break, and when I come back, I have an affirmation for you. You know, I love that, what Lisa was talking about. Get an affirmation, something that you can focus your mind on and concentrate and get that dream coming true. I've got a couple of things I want to share with you from one of my favorite quotists, as you might say, Chad Helmstetter, right after this. It's Rolanda. There's an incredible theme that has emerged in this dream, and I'm going to do my best to, to sort of radio it up. Road trip means you're on your life path. Best friend Isaiah is about who you are that also relates to who he is in the world. Give me three adjectives to describe him. Criminal. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, let's leave it at criminal. That's fabulous. There's more Rolanda next. Talk. Listen. Connect. It's Rolanda. I can only imagine that this has changed your lives as well, David and Divine, that helping people really does make a difference in your world, doesn't it, Dee? I just want to say that, yeah, you are right. You know, um, just walking this path has been a very beautiful path, and now I'm just dedicated to making a living off a given. Making a living off a given. There's more Rolanda next. Talk, listen, connect. 
It's Rolanda. Don't say what you want the guy to look like. What do you want the relationship to look like? That's a good one. Because a lot of us like them real cute. I yeah. mean, I, I do like them good looking. Mm -hmm. I know? even like a little trash with my class, too. That part gets me in trouble. Okay, a little time. the bad boy thing. I mean, <laughs> sassy girls yeah, like bad boys. Yeah, I mean, right. it happens. Yes, my girlfriend says, what's always good to you may not, not be, be good, good for you. There's more Rolanda next. Talk, listen, connect. As you see, we have a lot of fun around here. And I just want to say thank you so much again for listening. And I'm trying to learn stuff along the way, too. Goodness knows I have rebooted my life so many different times. And you see me out there, how many different things I've done, you know. They used to call it schizophrenia. <laughs> now they call it multiple streams of income and survival in this tough industry. But all of us have dreams, and I do believe that God gives us so many wonderful gifts to play with during this fleeting moment we have called life. And I tell you, when I check out of here, my epitaph is going to say, all used up. Because I'm going to use up everything that God gave me. I believe that our gifts from God, you know, the way that we say thank you is to use them. And if we can use them for some good, that is just a good thing. Um, Chad Helmstetter, if you're not familiar with him, he's a psychologist. And I, quite frankly, learned about Chad on um on my Facebook page, a Facebook friend shared Shad's uh, wonderful quotes. He is a positive thinker, and he has a book very much talking about, well, here's the name of the book, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. And he says if we just change the way that we talk to ourselves, that we could change our whole lives. And as we were talking with Lisa about affirmations, and goodness knows, I believe in them. I wanted to share a couple of them, you know, that, that uh, Shad has shared, and I want to share that with you. His name is S-H-A-D, by the way, Helmstetter, H-E-L-M-S-T-E-T-T-E-R. And he has affirmations like, I choose my thoughts. No thought of any time can dwell in my mind without my permission. I have talents, skills, and abilities, and I'm discovering new talents all the time. I take time to listen and communicate. I'm patient and understanding. It's worth working at, and I do. I focus my attention on the things I can control, and if I can't affect or direct it, I accept it. I know that what I believe about myself is what I will become, so I believe the best for myself. Yeah, Chad's got some good stuff, but I'm going to share some of my affirmations. I have them all over my office. I mean, I believe in things like affirmations and even touchstones. I remember when I was dreaming of going to New York City and becoming a New York City news reporter. I was uh, in college, for goodness sakes. And well, ever since I was a little girl, whenever we, my family would make trips to New York City, I would feel like I was finally at home. People walked as fast as I did. They talked as fast as I did. And I felt that I had to get there. And, you know, skip two. I mean, New York was extremely a successful place for me. But I wore a little subway token. You remember back in the day when the subway token had that Y in the middle? And it said on one side, New York City. And on the other side, what did it say? Good for one fair. You remember? 
Well, I used to wear that subway token down in North Carolina around my neck because it was my touchstone to get to New York City. And I remember my dad gave me some steel wool and I would polish it till it shined like 18 karat gold. And in fact, my dad gave me a gold necklace and I wore that necklace. And every time I would need to believe in that dream of getting out of the South and going to New York, I would touch that token. Well, very much the same thing. You know, I went on to New York and that was a very successful almost 20 years for me. But then... I go, I say, you know, when I finish my talk show and I finish the news and the magazine, you know, Inside Edition and all that, I said, well, now what am I going to do? I need to tell stories in a different way. So where do you go when you want to tell stories? Well, why not dream of Hollywood? So I was strolling through Times Square when my show ended in 1998, the Rolanda show. And this was a great four-year run. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do now? And so I was kind of melancholy, strolling through Times Square, and I was looking for a sign, praying to God for a sign. I figured Times Square was a good place for a sign. What do you think? Well, there I am, and I go up to one of those postcard carousels, and I'm, you know, going through what's my next step. And the carousel actually stopped, and in front of my face was a long postcard that had those crooked little old letters that said, Hollywood. Now, what a Hollywood postcard was doing in the middle of Times Square, I have yet to figure out to this day. But I was looking for a sign, and there's no greater sign than Hollywood. (laughs) Well, that postcard is now sitting in my corner office. I'm looking at the postcard now as I'm also looking at the Hollywood sign. So things do come through. I tell you, that was my touchstone, a postcard and a little old token. And look where it has taken me today. Well, Chad also has another affirmation that I have on my wall here in my studio, and it says this, and I want to share it with you as you go up and dream big this week. I mean, step out and just do it. Claim that dream by the horns and ride it, baby, because this is one, one shot. This is not a rehearsal, y'all. This is it. So go do it. And this is Shad's affirmation. I'm never afraid to dream. I believe in the best for my future. I dream it. I see it. I prepare for it. I work at it. I create it and make it happen. I choose to live up to the best of my dreams, and I choose to make my dreams come true. Y'all go out and make that dream come true. Get a new dream. Get a new path and know that change is good. You always have a friend or two around here, so stick with me. And let all your friends know, please, tell all of your friends and family to download me and follow me on Facebook at Rolanda Fan Page and on Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn and all the rest and YouTube at Rolanda Watts. Thank you so much for listening today. Now go out there and do something good. It's Rolanda. Ro, she said, I sit here and wash my dishes listening to you. Oh, that's and great. And she said, you're my kitchen companion. That's what the whole thing is that you talk about and I talk about, too, is that is going for your dreams, trying something new, not being afraid to fail. We need to have passion in whatever we do. Without that passion, which is where the center of our creativity is, you're not going to have a fulfilling life. There's more Rolanda next. Talk. Listen. Connect. That out. But now let's get to Rolanda on demand.
It's Rolanda. Ro, she said, I sit here and wash my dishes listening to you. Oh, that's and great. she said, you're my kitchen companion. That's what the whole thing is that you talk about and I talk about, too, is that is going for your dreams, trying something new, not being afraid to fail. We need to have passion in whatever we do. Without that passion, which is where the center of our creativity is, you're not going to have a fulfilling life. Talk. Listen. Connect. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.